Uh, me and David are hopped up on caffeine and sleep deprived, which is the perfect way to have an episode about ADHD. I think so. <laughs> okay. So I want to talk about, well, mental health disorders in general, but I um, know the most about ADHD because I've personally experienced it and read a bunch of books about it. I am living with ADHD today, Katie could say. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn, I'm a fucking poet. Oh, God. Anyway. <laughs> so when I think about mental health disorders, and also I went to college for psychology and I took like fucking as many psychology classes as I could and then they were like you have to start taking math and science and I did that for like semester and then I was like this is stupid and I dropped out so I have a lot of psychology knowledge um but like from everything that I learned and from my own experiences and from other people's experiences like my dad has bipolar uh one with a I would say maybe a touch of psychosis. And I also worked in a, I call it a nursing home. It is a long-term care facility for people with developmental disabilities. So I do have a lot of experiences with what people would call mental disorders. However, what I think is that they're not really disorders. I think that it's your brain functions differently and that the reason that the they have different strengths and weaknesses but the reason that the weaknesses are emphasized by definition and by ourselves like the reason that they seem more severe and the reason that the disorder part is the thing that's emphasized is because of societal pressure more specifically capitalistic pressure the demands of productivity and i want to talk about how the strengths and weaknesses of some of these disorders specifically adhd and potentially how we could have a more well-rounded society if we recognized it and all work together i mean i even think if you if you're pro-capitalism we could function better in capitalism but the problem is i do think if we're getting conspiratorial that uh, you know, most of them, like a lot of the wealth is at the top 1%. And I think that if we had a more well-rounded society, instead of like 99% of us just having working under others, um, we would probably have more wealth equality, which is probably part of the reason why we don't have a more well-rounded society. But that was a rant. Throwing onto the rant, UBI is the answer. All you got to do is provide the... the oh, boy. You got to have the floor. You got to have the financial floor. Everyone's got to be free to do what they do. I don't care if you want to have an unlimited, almost unlimited financial ceiling. I, I know some people even disagree with that, but I do think whatever. If you if you want to go crazy for that power, go for it. But not at the exclusion of anybody, everyone else. I don't think anybody needs a billion dollars. I don't care how many hundreds of millions you have. I think a billion and over is like... I think you could raise the the tax rate. Um, I know there was a point in our history where that you could have like a ninety seven percent tax rate or whatever. I don't think I want to ever see that again. I actually, I do understand why you say that, and I do agree to an extent. And, and it is pretty wild what it does and represents. But it is the way it is right now, and it is here. And when I say it is the way it is, I just mean that it won't change. Like like that won't just. No matter how we get there, it's not going to just go away overnight. Yeah. But the important thing is. They're not fucking over and that all the people at the bottom are taken care of and they're given enough money 
to live if that's how we do it is with money to the point where they are encouraged to live happy lives too yeah most of this should go in the episode about finance oh and it will and it will that's that's my (laughs) that's my addendum to the rant i feel strongly about the ubi thing it's gonna keep coming up it's a nice teaser for the because you're gonna be in charge of the episode about currency and finance and stuff like that so we can um, we can fix it. So yeah, yeah you're yeah, in ch- you're in charge of that one for sure because you know a lot more and you're gonna learn even more. I've dealt with um, capitalism. I was a business guy. I was literally the right hand guy of a yeah. small but kind of big medium sized IT company. You know. Yeah. We dealt with we had a lot of people, so I got to see capitalism. I also got to see the shitty parts of it. These people aren't gonna change on their own. You gotta force their asses. Eat the rich. Yeah, no basically. war but the class war. Exactly. That's why I don't really care if they're going to be rich if the people at the bottom are taken care of. I just care if they're if they're doing at the exclusion of. We got to start seducing uh, the obviously overage children of of billionaires so that we can convince them to use their money better. Because I, I actually was just... Li- I'll say this and then we'll get back to ADHD. But I was just listening to... This is very ADHD-esque. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was just listening to somebody talk about how there is this activist... The the chick who threw the soup or... I don't know if it was a girl or a boy or a they. I don't know. Who threw the soup at the Van Gogh painting is it like uh, the child of a billionaire and is an activist. But they were talking about how like a lot of children of rich people... They are activists, but they're so out of touch with society that they don't know how the money would be better spent, like, basically. And I actually went... The one thing I will contribute to our finance episode is I do not think that people should be donating any money to big charities, either grassroots or you give your fucking money to an actual person who needs it, okay? Like, because these billionaires are out here giving, like, millions of dollars to these giant charities where most of the money probably goes to the people that run the charity when they could be... How many houses do you think they could buy for homeless people? How many Seriously. college educations could they Just directly Just fund some fucking houses. Fund some fucking neighborhoods. Fund a whole suburb. Fund a giant suburb. And, let's, I, and I get... Let's fix I get, problem. I get why they wouldn't want to do the work, which is why charities exist, but that's why I think we should be intermingling more, um, like, you know, just start talking to real people. And if you can make a difference in that person's life, do it. You know Remember, what I mean? Remember, a lot of them don't don't even know that they're out of touch. Exactly. You know? That's the thing. And, and so how thing. do you get them to know that's a challenge? Yeah. It's a real challenge. Yeah. But you can do it. I yeah, think the sure. number one way, though, is to spread that idea yeah. naturally and organically because yeah. that's how it's truly going to get to them. And that's how For people learn. Sure. They learn through their friends. They listen to their people yeah. they trust. Yeah. That you got to okay. get it to those people, so it just spreads. You know, that's mm-hmm. these ripples. Definitely. All right, back to ADHD. Even though we were kind of already on it with that, but <laughs> I'd say so. So, before I go into the ways that I think that we could be more well-rounded and the strengths, and this, I want to focus on the strengths and stuff. I do want to acknowledge the woes of ADHD and the woes of any way that your brain functions differently and I want to make the distinction because like it is really stressful when people are like it's fake it's it like it's because of the poison in the food or it's because of technology or it's because of this it's because of that it's not real da, 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 da. and it's like actually uh, I was telling David you can see ADHD on a brain scan it is like you can see the difference in the brains and obviously that could be said if if there was some sort of societal reason as well but I do think, obviously, that there are things that, you know, I wish that I could not have these things happen because of ADHD. 
but they happen anyway. So I do want to acknowledge the woes just so that I like am portraying that I'm not in any way saying that, uh, oh, just buck up, get over it, pull yourself up by your bootstraps. I'm just saying that I think that like we focus a lot on how we're different, we're broken, we're this, we're that. When if, if we just put a little pressure on society, I think it could actually make a much better society. So the first, uh, one of the, I mean, this isn't the worst, but it is infuriating. And if anybody has done this to me and you're listening, don't feel too bad about yourself because it's not like I ever explained it or how would you know, but people asking you to like buy your meds or have some of your meds, it's a slap in the face and it like sucks for many reasons. The first one is because in a lot of states like Ohio, you are literally uh, drug tested to make sure you have enough in your system. And guess who goes to jail if I don't have enough in my system? Me, not the person I gave it to. So it's a slap in the face for that reason because people don't realize that like, it's a big responsibility. What if you just lost it, though? That's some bullshit. I, I did lose it one time, and I did get drug tested, but it actually got stolen. I told you. It got stolen by my friend's boyfriend, and then I filled my bottle up with laxatives to see if he stole it, and he did get the shits. But, yeah, it did get stolen one time, and I didn't have enough in my system, and I had to be put on a hold and go without my meds for, like, a month. That's fucked up. Yeah, it's fucked up. Um, and then the other... What the fuck? Exactly. What the fuck is that? Uh-huh. That's the, a, I'm offended. And the other reason it sucks, and it's a slap in the face, is because a lot of times we don't want to be on these meds. They make us kind of boring. They, they're they not fun. They come with a whole slew of things if you're taking them every day. But we feel like we have to to fucking function properly. So it's a huge slap in the face to just hear people be like, oh, you're on the fun meds. Let me get some of that. Like, yeah, it sucks. And the other thing is ADHD is technically a learning disability and it, in my experience, is the only learning disability where the exact symptoms of the disability is what people get frustrated with you for and they're like, you know, they're like, oh, get it together, you're a mess, focus more, why can't you ever be on time, pay attention to details. Like, you know, just all all the stuff that is exactly the stuff that goes with, a, like, calm down. All the stuff that is a, the exact symptoms of this learning disability, which is caused by excess of dopamine, are the things that people get frustrated with. And it really sucks because, like, I think about it and I, you know, I look at the people around me who I'm friends with who might have, or, or who I know who might have Asperger's or something like that or dyslexia or whatever and their learning disabilities are taken seriously and people people make people like work around it with them they like basically make it so that they can still have a job or still go to school or whatever they work around it with them but for us it's it's really treated like get it together you're an adult figure it out and it's like these exact symptoms are the exact symptoms that are the learning disability the things that you're frustrated with are the learning disability you know what i mean so it's like really frustrating yeah, more so than others. Uh-huh. Um, and then interrupting. People fucking hate being interrupted, but that is a huge... Anytime you take an ADHD test, it interrupting is going to be on that test. How often do you interrupt people? Yes. Have you ever had a person you're having a conversation with where you... It's like the, the, the speed at which you interrupt them and then they respond to you is just, there's something slightly off. So the conversation is always like slightly not synchronized. You're, yes. Yes. It's like. Sean, my husband, because, and he has a beautiful mind. He really does. But 
He talks slow. He has long, drawn-out speeches. And baby, if you're listening, I love you. But I literally, my disorder is that, you, like, I'm, I'm trying really fucking hard. I'm trying so hard. And half of it is because I don't want to forget what you said last. And I interrupt him a lot. And he also, like, he gets really sensitive about the fact that I interrupt him. And he thinks I'm, like, talking. I, I can get better about sounding more aggressive than I feel. But he thinks I'm talking to him aggressively. But it's just ADHD passion. I'm not trying to, like, be mean or whatever. Yes, I, I know exactly what you're saying. And me and my dad used to have a really hard time talking because we're both severely ADHD and we would interrupt each other and get mad at each other. And one day we actually had a really good conversation about how like both of us are interrupting each other not to be disrespectful, but so we don't forget the point we were trying to make. So now we just allow each other to interrupt each other and we're fine with it. Nice. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Nice. Um, And then the last thing is um, ADHD actually does come with a lot of comorbidities, which means some other disorder that comes with it very commonly. Like it does come with anxiety, often depression, which I had a therapist once who told me that the anxiety and depression is because of the way that society treats you, basically, which makes a lot of sense. Yeah, but, and we don't quite haven't grown into ourselves yet to yeah. know if we're lucky enough to get there after. Yeah. But but the things a lot of people don't know that it comes with that actually make it really really hard to have a normal job. The two things that are the hardest for me is dyslexia and dyscalculus, which I for sure have dyscalculus. That's where you get numbers wrong, and I can't tell you how many times I've almost lost a job because the cash register was wrong because the when I was a pharmacy tech because the meds were wrong like that's that is frustrating and, yes. and it's like that is something that has to be done right and that's mm. really frustrating yeah. I don't yeah. all you can do is I put was, an extra special like pay extra attention right you know I extra was it's hard always in the slow math and I when I learned that ADHD comes with dyscalculus I was like holy fucking shit that is it because I get the numbers mixed up Like, how are you going to sit there and go through these long math equations when you get the numbers mixed up in your head? Yeah, that's tough. Uh, Yeah. Impossible. Yeah. Well, it's not impossible, but it would take hours upon hours upon hours for me to get anything right. And why would you want to do that? Let someone who's good at it play into your your strengths for sure, not, not fight your weaknesses, you know? And then also another thing people don't know, I have a driving phobia, but I recently realized that a lot of it is because of ADHD because statistically ADHD people get into way, 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 way more wrecks than the average person. Obviously, because also, if you didn't know this, with ADHD, your time and spatial reasoning is off. So you have, like, they tend to have Hmm. poorer time reasoning and poorer spatial reasoning. So, and that is a lot of my anxiety is I can't tell. So I'm either driving like a grandma or I'm like, if people are like, speed up, speed up, speed up, then I'm going to be running into things. Like, it's going to happen. And oh boy. that eliminates... That's scary. That eliminates a lot of jobs. It, it, makes, me, it makes me want you to not drive. Exactly. That, and that eliminates a lot of jobs. Especially for me, I, like, I did healthcare for, like, six years, but 
a lot of healthcare jobs require that you be able to drive the patient's places if you need to. And so that eliminated a lot of jobs. The dyscalculus and dyslexia eliminates a lot of jobs. Like basically, and I was going to say this, I, so obviously I'm trying to be my own boss, which is probably what a lot of ADHD people do need to do, but I got a part-time job while I'm waiting. And if there's anybody listening to this who's severely ADHD and also has problems having a job because like of all the stuff that comes with ADHD I have found the perfect job for us my babies okay I'm a freaking bag boy and let me tell you it's perfect because I don't have to pay attention to details and you have like 10 other jobs you're not standing in one spot you're bagging groceries you're you're also pushing shopping carts and you're doing some cleaning and you're doing some chores and they send you the bag boy like to run around and do all the other stuff like if you need to do so basically it's a lot of movement and very low detail and and then just like being nice to people that's it it is the if you're gonna if you're going to have like a corporate or not you know what i mean like a job for like a real place that's not like um what's the word i'm looking for you are indentured indentured to a company bag boy bag boy bag boy and a lot of them pay pretty decent you know like they're getting better and we are also in california though yeah that's kind of not that's good in a lot of places that's true yeah. And even still, it should be higher. Yeah, it should. It should definitely still be higher. Like if I didn't have Sean, I wouldn't. It's I wouldn't be able to do this full time and live by myself in California. There's no way. Um, but for part time and for the fact that the Navy pays our bills, it it just really most of it goes to savings, so that one day we can actually have a home, which will probably be a trailer because the boomers fucked our economy. Was just talking to Vaughn about that yesterday. We were <laughs> well, literally we were talking about that because you know he's gonna not be moving with us, and he's gonna find a little place or whatever. But we were just talking about to buy a house here is just so crazy now. Like, I bought I had a house in South Carolina for a hundred forty thousand. You know, yeah. my 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 mortgage including escrow is sub eight hundred a month. And I owned a house, but if you buy a mobile home or trailer, you yep. lose value. It doesn't I keep value. I was checking out Zillow for Cat for San Diego just to see, and like the trailers to buy a trail like a literal trailer in like a trailer park or whatever, or not maybe not on a trailer park, but to buy like an actual trailer was the it costs roughly the same as to buy a house in Ohio. Yeah, that's. It, that's isn't that insanity? And again, it's not an investment. It, you will lose value. Yeah. Guaranteed. That is the one main difference between that and owning a house. This is something I looked into because I almost bought a prefab house mm-hmm. and put it on a piece of land. In fact, it's a whole fucking mess. I'm like, doing that. I don't well, care if it loses value. Fuck it, man. Just be careful. And I strongly because. It's just like if it gets fucked up and it's more easily able to get fucked up. I don't know. Just be extra careful because those things. Again, you lose value. That's the only sad thing. Well, it's not investment. It hurts you in the long the run, sort of. Could, but you kind of need it to live. Yes. A spot. So I understand. Well, also, you trail. could live there but build yourself like a little cabin over the take, years. That is true. That's and that I'm is saying. something I thought about. I wanted to build like a house on the yeah. land that we, well, that was where we started. Yeah. So that's absolutely I've, an option. I've seen and it's a great do, secondary place at yeah. that point. Fuck yeah. yeah. Nice. Yeah. I've seen people do that where they like lived in like a trailer or a bus or something for like a, a few months to a year while they were building themselves houses like little log cabins nothing fancy but yeah 
All right, should we no. move on? Right, no, it's ADHD, whereas this is, we're following the Nate yeah. ADHD-esque of the uh, episode. So that's all the woes, and, you know, I'm only going to speak to ADHD for that. You know, that's one I've experienced the most with, but if we lived in a world where we bounced off of each other's strengths and weaknesses, I think that we would have... Society would be much more well-rounded, and I do think that it would function better. And the one thing that I always come back to is that, so I'll always have people who function like kind of normally, or actually, you know, I really think it's a lot of people who probably had the same struggles as me and they think that they're helping me by telling me that I need to push myself to focus on the details. And they don't say it like that. They'll be like, they'll be like, no, you need to really uh, dig deep and learn a lot about something before you talk about it. And you need to understand everything about it. And I think it is all people who have probably, cause it's all my family members and they probably all do have a little bit of ADHD because it's super genetic, but they'll always be like, you need to do a lot more digging and research and understand something before you talk about it. And I disagree with that because there are people who are really, really good at digging deep and researching and becoming experts on one area, and that takes a lot of time. Then there are people, aka ADHD people, who are really good at skimming, finding the most important parts, and con- things connecting. Yes, connecting things, connecting the dots, and so like. Both things are obviously really important, and I drew a spider web on my page so I could say how it would work, but nobody can see it. But, I see it. But imagine a spider web, okay? And so one layer, the first layer of the spider web, imagine that each point is one person who has an area of expertise, okay? So, David, think of, think of a few things that are all connected, interwebbed. Oh, uh, healthcare. Healthcare. You know, and the stress that we deal with from from working too much. Uh, working or, too much. Uh, okay. So capitalism. S- scrolling, staying up late, and uh, uh, just introducing. S- social media. Yeah, all the, those um, things right there. Okay, think of one more, maybe. Okay. Uh, lack of child care services being provided. Okay, so say we have somebody who's an expert in all of those things. So they have a deep, deep, deep wealth of knowledge on all of those things. And then you have one ADHD person who has a little bit of knowledge on all of those things and can connect them, can connect the dots and see how they're related. Then you're bouncing off of each other and you're really like, I'm trying to explain it because this is literally what happens to me in my day-to-day life is like, I'll know a little bit about a lot of different things and I talk to experts and then I'm able to tell them how it's related to something else that they didn't even think about because they're an expert in one or two areas. You see what I'm saying? So they have this much needed knowledge that I don't have because I've skimmed, but because I have the main points and only the main points and I have a lot of room to go around and learn about a bunch of different things, I can also see how things are connected. And That's a true. lot of, most ADHD people are like that. And, you, and you, you have nothing to do, to skim from without them in the first place. So we, we complement each other so perfectly. Yeah, it's like if you had five different books and you had, you know, six people and each person, five people thoroughly read and took notes on the five books and then one ADHD person skimmed them all, then they could all have can you imagine the conversation about the comparison and contrast of those books? Yeah, the, the way the way that they're going to think is going to spark, even if it just sparks an interesting thought in the person who is already knowledgeable, you know, they, they're going to, yes, they're, they're going to, and then that person who's knowledgeable is going to then put, like, 
is going to use their in-depth knowledge to to advance even further. They just they just push each other. It's just a game of leapfrog, and we're working together, right hand, left hand. Yes, and um, it would free up. It would honestly free up like a lot of time if people who are ADHD were able to do that because we spend so 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 much time trying to force ourselves to think the same way as other people when we can yes we should really teach ourselves and teach our children to not but we we haven't gotten there and that's i think what we would like where we would like to be it's it's the point of talking about this in the first place yeah being open about these things Mm -hmm. and changing how we look at and accept everybody critical critical Yes, yes yes and then like even just with the bag boy job a lot of people at, at my like new job are like, oh, you guys have the hardest job. I couldn't imagine being pulled into a million different directions. It sucks. I would never want to do it. They start everybody as a bag boy there and probably at a lot of places because nobody wants to do it. But to me, I'm like, this is honestly one of my favorite jobs because I feel like it really utilizes my strengths Fuck to yeah. multitask and, fun. St- and and move around and bounce off the walls and still yeah. be nice to people and not get flustered and just like it's like a really good use for my excessive dopamine yeah. you know what I mean so it's like can they're, you it, they're in a good fit you know that's great yeah even just so like that's like a good simple example whereas a lot of people would prefer to be um, a cashier uh, because they would prefer to stand in one place and focus on one task and be really good at that and be really detailed at that. And then, but. Well, mentally refocusing is proven to be very draining on our brain's resources. What does that a mean? lot of calories. Uh, I mean, like, if you go from one task, kind of, although even multitasking, very limited, okay? It's like, probably draining on normies, but not on ADHD people. Well, that's just ADHD. We love that shit. ADHD people are better at the switching. They yeah. Can, and, yeah, they just think about things and a little differently. It's all kind of always going, always firing. Yeah. I, like I said, if, if I do have it, it's definitely not... I, I probably have just just regular ADD. Um, no, they're, they're both the same. There's Well, there's, a, a lesser case is what yeah. I mean. A slightly reduced case. There's Def- one that means you're, you have a you're primarily inattentive and one that means you're primarily hyperactive and then there's one that's both oh so i just have trouble paying attention yeah like a lot i just get distracted by my head constantly it's like i'm trying to pay attention but my brain's always thinking yeah then you're probably primarily inattentive okay yeah because i i constantly miss what people say i have to try really hard to be in the um you know unless i'm enjoying myself or whatever you mm-hmm. know then it's very easy yeah oh i did i say the thing about the book that i they the one of the books about adhd i read because i know i told you earlier but i don't remember if i already said it here i think so okay and then the other like so this is just a cool thing sorry if it's a repeat because i don't remember if i said it but i read this book called i'm not crazy lazy or stupid it's oh, re- it's a did. i said it on here yeah, already yeah you did oh with the bouncing of the ideas the yeah. workshop i yeah. said it on here you did Wow. All right. Well, I'm pretty sure you did. Well, if I didn't, that'll be a cliffhanger. <laughs> but <laughs> I'll show how much I'm paying attention. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> I think so. I'll just oh, say shit. it really quick. It all quick. blends together. I'll just Go say it really it. quick. So this book was written by two um, ADHD adult females, and I have decided that my brand of feminism is ADHD feminism because they actually this book taught me that little girls go undiagnosed way 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 more because because females are born with less testosterone oftentimes they 
don't, they're not hyperactive. It comes out in either excessive talking or which, you know, oh, gossiper, like all this other stuff, this, this slanderous stuff that people say about little girls who are probably just ADHD called saying they gossip, they talk too much, they interrupt you. And they like uh, saying, oh, they're spacey, their heads in the clouds, like that kind of thing. So that tends to be how it is portrayed in little girls. And I learned it from that book. Anyway, so these two adult females who are also, I think they're they're definitely psychologists. I don't know if they're doctors, but they run ADHD workshops. And they said that the the energy in the room when they get like a group like a room full of ADHD people together talking about something and they're all just bouncing ideas off of each other rapidly is like insane which also very cool Fucking it's kind of like how me and my dad talk now that bumblebee hive you know? yeah yeah now that me and my dad have like discussed being able to interrupt each other that's how we talk and it's cool I like it yes yeah, that's so cool me and my mom do it too she might be ADHD I don't know I like to finish people's thoughts and sentences and see if I'm tracking where they're going and then just be able to play off each other. Yeah. I hate when I try to finish their sentence. They're like, well, I don't know. Like I said, that, that desynchronicity where, yeah. where the speed of the conversation is different. Yeah. Especially when it's just a hair off. When it's just, when it's just a hair off, it is, it's just, it's even more frustrating. You're just like, I, 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 you keep trying to catch back up, but you're, yeah. you're each catching up with each other and it's just like. Someone has to pick the line mm-hmm. and not shift the line. Yeah, for sure. Can't both be shifting. For sure. I'm recalling conversations in my head right oh, now. Oh, wow. Yeah, I think, yeah, just like, Maybe you are a little ADHD. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> okay, other examples of other disorders that I know a little bit about that I think the strengths are is, as I said, I was raised by a bipolar one. And during mania... Bipolars are extremely creative. There are so many iconic artists who are bipolar. I've written just a few down, some of which I don't know who they are, but I wrote them down anyway. Uh, Sam William, David LaChapelle, Kate Millett, Mariah Carey, Carrie Fisher, B.B. Rexa, Mel Gibson, Demi Lovato, Russell Brand, Brian Wilson, Kurt Cobain, Jimi Hendrix, Halsey, Ernest Hemingway, Ted Turner, Frank Sinatra, Vince... Yeah, Vincent Van Gogh, and I don't know what that name is. If there's any people in there that aren't, I sorry, I did find this on Google, so some of it might be wrong, but I do know quite a few of those. Uh, have I've personally seen them say that they had bipolar, but it's very common for iconic artists to be bipolar. And what I was thinking about with bipolar is like, uh, so bipolar is going back and forth between mania and depression okay and can you imagine having that mania is just like an intense outpour of energy whether it's excitement whether it's anger whether it's creativity whether it's happiness whatever it is and so having all that outpour of energy and then like it stopping obviously you're going to need time to rest is kind of how I thought about it if we lived in a society where like bipolars were kind of honored and allowed the space to do that instead of forcing themselves into a square peg when they're round or whatever or a, what is it round round peg you know what you know what I mean square block into a round peg yeah yeah Right. So, <laughs> hole? Uh, square, square egg into a round hole. Whatever Jesus. it is. Oh my goodness. Yeah, but if they could have flow, if they could pour out and then 
we just like allowed bipolars the space to go with their own natural flow, then that I feel like could be helpful to society. Like imagine how yes. I just think about my dad and how he's comfortable and happy. Yeah, I think about my dad and how he's ne- he's never had like a creative type job, and I'm like, and, but his mind is absolutely beautiful, and he probably feels unsuccessful because he like he's only ever you know had a bad flow at normal a truck driver yeah. uh salesman working at uh yeah. store retail and stuff like that and like uh he it's probably he wasn't able to play to his strengths That's exactly really i think about what would happen if if somebody had like if he had been able to like work at a think tank or something like that um something that he could pour his creative energy into when he needed to but not be on the constraints of productivity and capitalism like how much more successful he would be in life you know what I mean yeah I really do yeah and then a lot of people with developmental disabilities and I almost think it's like you know this one is tricky to talk about but I truly do believe people kind of treat people who have like you know autism or down syndrome or something of those natures as if they are stupid and maybe they need help getting dressed maybe they can't drive whatever it is um they're not freaking stupid i worked with them for five years they're very smart and their emotional intelligence is way way higher than ours i'm talking like um so we'll say their intuition is crazy like they can they can sense the vibe of whatever energy is in the room literally my bosses told us one of the first things they said is don't go into a room in a bad mood because you're gonna get behaviors they're gonna know even if you think you're even if you're smiling even if you're acting excited even if you're talking in like a nice tone or whatever they are going to know they said always step out of the building and calm down before you go into their room because they will know and you will get behaviors and it is true it doesn't matter how happy you're acting they freaking know and there's other things about them too obviously they're more spiritually attuned a lot of times that's why you hear a lot more a lot of our individuals i'm just gonna say it they fucking saw ghosts there's no there's no explaining it and if you know you know if you were if you worked in one of these places you know that these people do they see ghosts or they see other dimensional beings or what have you but they see shit that isn't there and, and like they i don't know it's on there i i have personally experienced some unexplainable shit and anyone who works in this field and works 24-hour care and works the night shift you know like you guys know i don't have to say it to you guys but i'm just saying i'm not the only one so and these people i haven't actually thought a lot about like how society could be more well-rounded for them because I think my brain is almost too capitalistic for that because like but it's like where we you know people who don't have uh you know autism or down syndrome or whatever uh severely because I know you you can have these things lightly and function completely normally as well we think you know maybe we can drive a car and like um do all the normal functional societal things but we can't we can't excel in the intuitive and emotional and honestly they're more creative too creative ways that they can they're they far 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 exceed anything we could ever do um in those areas oh i'm really close to the mic sorry if i'm screaming but um (laughs) they far exceed anything we could do in those areas and i do wonder how society could be shifted in order to make them more successful for the way that their brains function because truly we're not just doing them a disservice 
by not utilizing their strengths, we're doing us a disservice. And anybody who's worked in this field knows. You're damn right we're doing ourselves a We're doing a us a disservice. Yep. Like, hardcore. By not allowing these people to shine, like, outwards in society just the way we do, you yep. know? Yep, yep. And, you know, the problem is the people with the most power right now happen to be... They just want you to work quickly and make them money. Yeah, it doesn't really benefit them necessarily. Now, it will benefit them in obvious and not so obvious ways, but they... They'll never, they'll never see that or change, change how they they, they work. Yeah, they it make makes the some money. money. Uh-huh. The only way to get there is UBI. to talk about no, this. Okay. I you, you were know what? Say again. Well, you know what? <laughs> there was a 50-50 chance. I might have, I might have, I could have picked that out of the pool right there. Uh, damn. <laughs> but honestly. Damn, I was probably screaming into that fucking mic. I'm so sorry for anyone who just got assaulted by my my voice we will do some so awesome cool. sound oh, volume so editing you're doing it not me i'll do it i know All how right. to do it because editing sort of. stresses me out it takes too long yeah audacity is not what we use for that we need some more tools but um because we only want to change it on certain portions but yeah. we got this it's yeah. easy so yeah and then i wanted to you know i've talked for most of this episode so i wanted to close by asking you your thoughts on Basically, how you think a more well-rounded society that catered to everybody's strengths and weaknesses would work, and what would be the pros and cons and stuff like that. Wow. See, we're reading each other's minds. Uh, I was literally what I was just thinking as I was sitting there before I sat up. As you're talking, I'm like, so I was almost going to ask you right there, so what would that look like exactly? Like, what, what, if, it, what if we were to think about it, seeing as, you know, you definitely have it and I might have it less. Um what would that look like? So I, I don't know. Well, it should be an exercise, a thought exercise. Let's, let's embark on a journey. Mm-hmm. How does it look better? I do think that in one way... I got it. Okay. UBI. Oh, my God. No <laughs> no UBI, though. No, though. Where I get, David, listen. I know what Critical. you're... Critical. Hold on. I know what you're talking about with UBI, but we're talking about strategically how this society would run. Okay, not, so, so, we're not talking about how we would help everyone live. We're just talking about so, how this society would no, run. No, no, no. I think this is what I'm, I'm serious. Yeah. I think this is a fundamental foundation for this. Because, I get it, but... No, no, but let me, let me, let me add on now to, okay. to build into what you, you were asking for. Because, okay. yes, this builds into it. it w- uh, businesses are not going to change their tune, uh, for, uh, first off. It will not be built by somebody else. It will be built by ourselves organically. It will be built by the people with ADHD because they're the ones who know. There's nothing those people at the top can really do aside from make it easier for people to live their lives. I think that um, if people did have UBI... Even they wouldn't necessarily have to go to work for some person, and they probably would, or find something else to do. They probably would would work for a few hours a week, but more likely they're they're gonna start working together with the people around them because now they have the freedom to do so. People aren't necessarily forced to go to work so long. They're they're forced to spend more time with each other. They're gonna start taking care of each other, and. Um, 
Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I, mean, I see like, what you're saying. When people, it happens people, at, the, at the local yourself level. I am proof that if people have their needs met, they will channel most of their energy into Yes. Because you know how long I've been wanting to like do creative stuff where like you know i started a podcast i took all the take like i took classes for hypnotherapy i've taken astrology classes i read so many books i have um even done like more artistic stuff like with painting and coloring and stuff like that i like i am proof that if people have their needs met because you know the navy pays my bills and we're not like rich or swimming in money but we can pay the bills then you, you do spend a lot more time. And I've been wanting to do this my entire life, but ever since I was like 13 years old, I've basically had full-time work because I started babysitting for this lady every week. Uh, was, I think it was Saturday and Sunday for 10 hours because she was a waitress. Uh, Wednesday after school and Monday after school, I think. So it was like a lot of hours. Um, and then after that, I worked at KFC and Papa Bears. And then after that, I worked at the pharmacy and then another pharmacy and then the Ridge. And so, like, I've never... You never stop... You never get a chance to I stop never, and, like, I've, kind of look at everything. Yeah. You're just... You're just... Go, go, go. You're just moving. Mm-hmm. Yes. And that's a common thing. And this pandemic has been a, a chance for a people lot to of slow people. down. And they still got paid uniquely. Mm-hmm. They were still getting paid through the, you know, COVID programs. A lot of people were. So, yeah. they, they were getting many of their needs met. Yeah. And they had time to yeah. think. And then they realized, yeah. what am I doing? Uh-huh. Well, this doesn't Which, make sense. I, what am I seriously like? We knew it didn't make sense, but now we like we were forced to confront it. We we have that time. We need that time. Yeah. We work less hours. We have more time to think about these things. We will come up with solutions to fill our time and to make our lives better and to love each other more. Oh, you know, you're so corny. <laughs> yeah, but my work wife. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, work husband. <laughs> yeah, I'm a big, strong man. Androgyny. No, man. Yes, I fucking love androgyny. If we had more time to think and our needs met, we would most likely benefit greatly. We in would ways. pour into things that we were good at, that we liked, and stuff like that. But I was also going to say, I actually do think, and I've, I feel like I've read this in one of my ADHD books, but I do think that anytime you're like, oh, I have a really good boss or manager, like they're just good at their job. They're probably ADHD because in order to be a man, yeah. to be a manager, Save me. you have to you have to be able to bounce around from thing to thing and multitask and th- and be creative and think on your feet. So any you have to put things together uniquely too. If you have a good supervisor, like somebody a supervisor who really just makes things work and is good at their job, they're probably ADHD. Or like, you know, they have... I'll take that compliment because I'm pretty good at what I do. And I have to put a lot of things together in a weird way. And have you ever noticed... It's stressful sometimes. People always always, get mad at good managers because the thing they suck at is the details. They make a lot of mistakes, you know? Like a lot of times managers, there'll be like a lot of scheduling issues or like just the fine details they'll be bad at. that's what happens because you fucking give us too many damn things. Also, there is a number. Five is the number of projects like that are generally optimal for the brain you seriously can't focus can you imagine though if you had maybe like maybe the same level or like maybe right under a manager who did the one tedious task obviously they probably wouldn't get paid as much but they still should because they're doing the detailed work somebody who who was an adhd to just focus on one detailed task and then one head supervisor who who like bounced around to everything and that 
probably like a lot of ADHD people would be really good at that if they weren't held to the standards of details. Like I think about, uh, I feel like I've had a lot of good managers who probably had a little bit of ADHD who were under fire quite a bit because of like silly little mistakes, but they were so good at putting everything together. And if they had just had maybe a few people right under them doing yep. the tedious, yep. long, arduous, yeah. detailed tasks. Yeah. And some people enjoy doing that though. And some people are good yeah. at I, I enjoy my, what my job is because I get to do right between. But mm-hmm. sometimes, yeah, if I had to peep the, the personnel, which I think we might soon, but if I had the personnel, the people, you know, yeah, yeah, I, that's what I want to do. Sometimes I have to jump in and do it myself because we don't have those people. And then it's like I'm also trying to focus on so many projects while also having to get in and dig in, you know, be in the weeds, you know. And that's that's a wild thing to be switching between around. I don't know why I'm talking about this. I guess I no, I do. you're talking about yeah. And I as you're talking about how you're like the leader, or whatever. I just keep thinking about that picture of you with the fedora on <laughs> at, the, at the computer. Somebody took a picture of yes. him and he had a serious, focused face on, but he just had a fedora on. <laughs> and I was like, wow. I wonder yeah. what kind of what kind of work shouldn't be stressful for the most part, even if it's like quote unquote stressful work. Yes, I did air quotes right now. It's it doesn't have to be. And no, I we like use being chill. Everyone's strengths and weaknesses. All we do is stay chill. We use everyone's strengths and weaknesses. Yeah. That's exactly right. We we just we just do it. We go and yeah, you're right. That's what I do. Try to. I want the world to be like that because I feel like if everyone would just freaking relax, it, even if there's work, okay, is getting paid to do things that are kind of a pain in the ass. That's what work is. Work is getting paid hopefully to use your skills to do something that someone else doesn't want to do or yeah. doesn't have time to yeah. do. And it is, it's, it's quite unrealistic to say, to say that like, you know, people will be like, if you love what you do, you never work a day in your life. That's, <laughs> that's unrealistic. No. Yeah. That's unrealistic. Don't, you know, yeah. I, but you don't have to suffer for it and no. you certainly can do your best can to bring all, good vibes and, and can energy. always improve for sure. I try really hard to, to, to not even if I'm like, even if I'm upset, even if I think one of my teammates made a definite mistake and I know they made a mistake, and I, all I do is talk to them about it as honest and candid as I can and not yell at them about it. I just expect that that person's going to be less likely to make that mistake in the future. Now they've learned more. It's yeah. great. And you know what? We got to look at people with kindness. That's how the aliens look at us. Oh, God. They love us. They pinch our little cheeks when they <laughs> abduct us. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, God. <laughs> All right. Do you have anything else to say about how this society would look or what we should do or anything? Any closing remarks? I look forward to finding out what it will look like. Yeah, I think Gen Z is really going to fuck some shit up. And They're going to change things. Yeah. yeah. I love when people are like, the next generation's going to ruin everything. And it's like, first of all, Karen, you're going to be in the ground, thank God. And second of all, the next generation is for sure 10 hundred million percent gonna make things cooler for everybody because they're not gonna get their knickers in a twist just because somebody wants to be called a pronoun that they don't like and they're not and they're not gonna get their panties in a bunch just because somebody has fucking blue hair or like whatever they're just gonna actually do things that matter and not care what other people do with their lives so gen z is for sure 110 percent going to make things better and i cannot wait i'm they're, here they're for less it. prone to the disinformation i mean it's still too. around there yeah. but they're 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 at least born into it and they're taught about that the fact that they are likely 
the subject yeah. of no, they are the subject of disinformation. Gen we Z all know that needs we are. a little bit of grounding just because I feel they do. they're like too black and white, which I'm I want to. They don't like, realize sometimes I think just how different the world was barely twenty eggs. years. Ago. I think about that all the time. No time they're at like, all. this is the worst and like my life is so bad, and if you believe in this, you're a Nazi, and it's like do you guys know that, like, in my dad's generation, like, it it was so common to just abuse children in any way and then tell them it's their fault? Like... Yeah, Gen, Gen Xers. And uh, I'm not even just talking about, like, spanking, which he I... was Gen X, right? Yeah. Yeah, Gen X was... They, as I, They're just left alone. I'm talking about, like... I'm talking of, I think that's argued. They all say that, but I think that's debatable. But um, all right, take you like, huh? like so, so many people uh, from that generation were severely, physically and sexually and mentally abused, and they just like first of all, it was really common back then to be sexually abused, and for for you to tell your parents and for your parents to call you a liar because. Yeah, the boomers and the Xers. Early 1900s were fucking crazy. Yeah, because like, it, fucked up crazy. And because we refused to deal with we, feelings. Yeah, we, back we would then. not. That's really it. All stemmed from just not being willing to address emotional concerns. Yeah, we were people just like, were, oh no. People and like obviously Stoicism. we still have a lot, a lot of like oppression and stuff to work on. But I don't think these Gen Zs realize just how fucking I'm Gen Z too. I'm an elder Gen Z though, so fuck you guys. Sit around the campfire and listen to grandma. <laughs> Katie speak. But, old but, Z is old. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm literally like uh, Gen Z starts in '96, and I was born January 4th of '96. So I, I am like of the eldest. I was almost there. 91 here, June 1st. Well, shouldn't even. It's not out. really almost, but whatever. Let's um, not tell people our birth dates. I don't care. Okay. You know how people were probably born at January 4th just in my city alone. I don't give a fuck. All right, you're but, right. But uh, anyway, so what was I gonna say? Shit. Well, what? Cut that out. What? That's what I said. No, stop saying cut that out. <laughs> if I'm cut- Okay, anyway. Fuck, David. Now I lost my train of thought, you bitch. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, no. It's like, okay, so they're hardcore, and I fucking love it, and I love how they want to change the world, but I do think sometimes they need to choose their battles because they do freak out about shit, and it's like, yeah, like you said, they do not realize how bad shit used to be. Like, really bad. Like, uh, like... And I do want to say also, are we potentially doing the same thing as, as the older people we're complaining about now and saying that all Gen Zs tend to overreact? Act and no. just because we see that in some of theirs, does that mean every single person? No. There's actually something astrologically. I heard one of my favorite astrologers talk about how boomers and Gen Z are both fixed, um, whatever the generational planet is. I want to say it's either Neptune or, or Uranus, or maybe it's Pluto, but it's one of the generational planets create like the generations, like each generation has its own flavor because of that planet. Mm. Uh, oh, it's not, definitely not. Oh, maybe it is Pluto. I don't know. It's one of them. But they're both fixed, which means they're both stubborn as fuck. And so, like, boomers kind of are the same as Gen Z in a way, but a little bit reversed. Because boomers are like, oh, you guys are a problem. Everyone else is a problem. And then Gen Z is like, everyone else is a problem. Da-da-da-da-da. But then, like, millennial and Gen X are like... Let's just try to be balanced, guys. <laughs> and the beauty is how so. we all complement each other. Even so, we yeah, that balance, we, we need we need the stubborn people to help push. 
get it. Yeah, need, yeah, 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 yeah. That's we need true. them. When, and they need us to, like, that's maybe true. not push off the fucking edge, you know? You're like, right. You're right, you know? ADHD, man. Hell yeah. It's, it's a lot of fun. <laughs> See how much we can get done? Exactly. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> <laughs> Spider web bouncing. Okay. Well, anything else? Mm-mm. All right. Deuces. <laughs>